It is so good to have you back on the Unfair Advantage Show. Jim Harris, your mentor at, to walk you through how to unleash your unfair advantage in business. We're on show number 14 already. Well, we started just a few months ago. As we go through page by page, chapter by chapter, what the Lord said, teach my people their unfair advantage in business and all the power that that includes. I thank you for staying with us on this because we still have so much further to go. Today, quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. As the Lord taught me six keys, six progressive keys on how to be led by Holy Spirit. Once I've gotten through all the ways we've been misled and I was misled, you've already seen those in earlier shows and how to prepare myself. We've already talked about how to practice how to check in the Spirit and sometimes seek a witness. Seek that other person with Holy Spirit just to make sure that we're on track. And that's a perfect thing to do. So this is the fourth step of the six keys. Practice, check, seek a witness. And now next, what Holy Spirit taught me was don't quench my spirit. Once you've gone through this and you're close to making that decision and going forward, don't stop my work in you that you've already walked through. That's going to be the focus of today, how to do that. Now, to define quench, now I'm a teacher. I need definitions. I need to understand what we're talking about. Quench is defined as simply this, to put out, to extinguish, to bring something to an end. My wife just recently bought, Brenda just recently bought, and she loves, she, she's got a home economics degree. She loves to keep a nice home and you know, loves to make it the castle. I love it too. I don't have to worry about it. I take care of the outside. She takes care of the inside. Just a pretty good deal. She bought a blanket that's supposed to be uh, to put out fires on the stove. It's a popular thing these days. And so she went and bought one because if there ever was a fire from whatever we're cooking, you take this blanket and the blanket is designed to quench the fire. We don't want to do that in our business life. We don't want to quench the fire. I want to share with you from the book itself. Um, I don't often do this on this show, but I'm led to do it right out of that same chapter, starting on page 98, Quench Not the Spirit. I want to read you a few paragraphs to open up today because this is profound. It was profound to me when I learned this. So allow me to read several paragraphs on, from page 98 to 99. I can't say it any better than the Lord told me to write it about quench not the spirit. I was a teenager during the Vietnam War. Every day for years during the regular nightly news programs, we heard that that day's casualty count, the number of confirmed heroes who died for our freedom. One of the most dramatic elements of the war was to learn of how many men being held prisoners of war in what was then caustically called the Hanoi Hilton. It was a large compound in Hanoi, Vietnam, where soldiers were mercilessly tortured for years. For almost a decade, my good friend, Dr. Steve Linville, I saw Steve last week at the Blue Angels homecoming here in Pensacola. I hadn't seen Steve in a while, but he was my neighbor for many years, still lives locally. Dr. Steve served as on a phenomenal team of medical and psychological specialists who study, get this, the mental and physical effects of captivity of PLWs from Vietnam, Desert Storm, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Hundreds of these heroes would come here to Pensacola, the Naval Air Station, to the Robert E. Mitchell Center, for extensive physical evaluations and assessments. You needed to hear the background of what this prophetic word was released when my friend Steve and what he did for many years 
as a business professional, as a, as a psychologist. A key question that Steve and his colleagues would ask these men and women, household names, if you lived in Vietnam and knew the story, these were people that you would know. They were being asked in these longitudinal research questions such as, what are the key differences between soldiers who survived years of horrendous torture and soldiers who did not? Perhaps the most amazing finding of their research to date was this. Optimism was the most important characteristic to predicting resiliency and the absence of any psychological disorder. The greatest contributor to this resiliency that this team right here in Pensacola at the Medical Center found, men and, men and women, primarily men here, being tortured day after day, year after year, the primary contributor of their resiliency was faith. For many, their faith was in God. Others, faith of a better future. Now, why do I mention this in the book? Well, first, the Lord told me to. Second, those who survived after facing minute by minute, hour upon hour, day upon day, and year upon year, extreme physical and mental torture did so because they did not quench the spirit living inside them. Real life played out what I'm going to share with you quickly today on things you need to understand and do to not quench the Spirit once He's told you to do something. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 19. Everything we do is based upon this, taught out of this, the revelation that God gives me from this to give to you, the revelation He teaches me to teach you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 to 19 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. That's where the title of the chapter comes from. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. That's what these men at Hanoi Hilton actually were doing in their own way. They did not quench the Spirit, many of them based upon 1 Thessalonians 5. And in fact, the Amplified Version, I just read you the New King James Version, the Amplified Version of this reads, 519, 1 Thessalonians, do not quench, that means subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of Holy Spirit. I want to read that again. Do not quench, that means do not subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of Holy Spirit. Three things the Lord taught me that He's asked me to teach you on how not to quench His Spirit. Just be aware of these. I'm going to go through these quickly, but here are the three. The first is, the, first, the easiest way that, for, for me, the most common way initially that I was quenching the Spirit was that I would ignore Him. Number one, I'd just simply ignore Him. Um, Mark 8.18 talks about, don't you, don't you have eyes to see? Don't you have ears to hear? You know, don't you remember? I, just, I would just sometimes ignore Him. If I, sometimes when I would ignore Him, I would just you know, refuse to listen to Him. I knew I wasn't supposed to do something, but I would do it anyway. I would do it anyway. Um, it's a lot easier to ignore Holy Spirit than we think. Men, let me just speak to you for a minute on this. Have you ever known in your spirit not to click on that particular link, but you did anyway? Not to sign that deal, but you did it in a way because you needed the money. I'm going to come back and tell a personal story on that in just a minute. 
we're faced all the time with opportunities because now we're getting close to making a decision to do something. And the Lord is by the practice and by the witness that we're getting ready now to make a decision and make a move. We haven't even made a decision yet. I'm just teaching you how to get to the point of making a righteous decision. We haven't done anything. We're just all of everything that I've taught you so far is getting you prepared to make those decisions to move forward in your business in whatever way you need. One of the easiest ways is just to refuse, to, to ignore, to ignore, to quench the Holy Spirit is simply to ignore him and say, okay, I hear you, but I'm not going to do it. I don't think I need to go any further on that. Secondly, besides ignoring, second thing that I learned is literally to smother him. You may not be ignoring him, but I'm saying, I'm going to put that blanket over you. I'm just going to smother you. How do you do that? Well, Luke 10, 40. But Martha was very busy and distracted. Here we go. <laughs> you, most of you know this story very well. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving and responsibilities and approached Jesus and said, Lord, is it no concern of you that my sister Mary has left me serving alone? Tell her to come out here and do her part. Martha, Jesus loved Martha. Martha was a business person in many ways. She was taking care of the needs. Look at all these people. we got to feed all these people. And here's my no good, rotten, dirty Sister Mary, she's sitting around and just listening to you while I'm doing all the work. She smothered what the Lord was actually saying and what was really more important. She just absolutely smothered. Let me give you a personal example of how you can smother. I'm not much of a cook inside the house. The grill, I can do a couple of things. But inside the house in the kitchen, about the only thing I can really cook is chili. I must say, I, can, I do a pretty good chili. And one of the things I most love about cooking chili, and at this time as we're recording this, we're stepping into the winter seasons here in Florida. Where I live, winter means that, you know, we might have four nights under 40 degrees. You know, it's cold for us. <laughs> but even then, we cook chili. And I cook the chili, and the, the, the worst thing I could do when I'm simmering that chili, letting those spices, getting the meat and the beans and everything I add into it, is to put a top on the chili pot and smother. No, 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 no. We want that top off. We want that chili to permeate the house. Let it simmer and let it just go throughout the house just like Holy Spirit wants to do. Don't put a top on your pot of chili brewing with Holy Spirit inside and put a cap on it, all right? It's a silly example, but it's a, that's an ex excellent way to say the aroma, the power, the essence of Holy Spirit in your business. Don't smother it by putting a top on it. Let him out. Let him flow. Um, <clears throat> this is where I began to learn. You know, why did I pause? Because this, I'm getting serious now. Yes, I'm an upbeat enthusiasm. You know, you can tell I'm an exhorter. Um, but this is where I really began to learn in my heart of where I was slowing down the move of the supernatural nature of God in my work, in my business. I started smothering him, whether it be for fear or ignoring him, because I still want to do it my way. I still wanted to be too head-led, idea-led, money-led. Sometimes I found myself ignoring him. Sometimes I found myself smothering him. And the third one, and I want to tell a personal story that's a little bit embarrassing, but it's going to be very, very powerful for you in terms of quenching, Holy Spirit, ignore him, 
smother him. And the third way that he taught me how I was quenching the Spirit was I was grieving Holy Spirit. You can grieve Holy Spirit. Remember, Holy Spirit is a he. It's not an it. Holy Spirit is a he, not an it. Um, Ephesians 4.30, New King James Version. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed on the day of redemption. When you ignore Him, when you try to quench Him, it literally grieves the Spirit of God. That is so... I can't get my arms around that. But the last thing I want to do is grieve, cause pain to the one who actually gave me the salvation to even enter heaven. To grieve means to cause someone to feel sad or unhappy, to cause them to suffer. Let me tell you how one way that I recently learned how to grieve Holy Spirit. Very personal example. And this has, I believe, some prophetic significance for some of you. As I've been shifting, and now you know through this teaching, I have moved from being, the Lord said, move, uh, I want you to shift from being a for-profit speaker, advisor, consultant, fee-for-service, if you will. Now you're in full-time business ministry. I fought that for a couple of years. That was a tough, tough shift to make, but I've made the shift. And now I'm fully, fully engaged in that. During this process, in some ways, I was still kind of straddling the fence. Because in this shift, if I looked at my cash flow, if I just looked as any business person would at your monthly cash flow, I'm saying, you know, this boat's sinking. Don't have enough. I got to do something. Yet I knew I needed to make the shift into full-time business ministry. That is 501c3, Dr. Jim Harris Ministries. Two of my very dear friends in California, two different companies, at two different times over about an eight-month different period, they both asked me, knowing that I've had some skills in the past of advising on a variety of things, they both asked me, would you come out to our companies, two separate times, two separate situations, and would you come and advise and consult, basically? I went out on both of them, and you know what my primary reason was? It was cash flow. I was being money-led. Remember what we talked about so many shows ago? One of the very first things we talked about was being money-led. I succumbed to, man, I, I need some cash. I need some money. I've done this for 25 years in my previous business, what they're asking. I know how to do that. It's not easy, but I know how to do that. I've had very great success in the past advising, coaching, counseling, consulting. So I took these two. And in both cases, it, for me, on my end, it was a miserable failure. Here's why. What I found myself doing, the Lord said, nope, those branches on your vines, I'm the vine dresser, I'm the one, I'm going, to, I'm going to put my power into the places that's going to produce the most fruit. Jesus had severed those vines, if you will, in my business, of what used to work, of what I used to do. And I was attempting to reattach pruned vines. There was no supernatural impact. There was no natural impact. I grieved Holy Spirit by taking these Wonderful Christian man, Christian businesses wanting to help me, coming back to do something that I really am no longer called to do. It was a painful, painful, 
painful time for me personally because I was ignoring, smothering, and grieving him because I was taking the gigs because I needed some money. That's the bottom line. Both companies, both men were very, very, very gracious. But I look back and say, Holy Spirit, I never want to grieve you like that again. Don't ever allow me to sign a contract to deal with someone, to hire an employee, to, to go to a conference I'm not supposed to go to. Don't ever let me do that again because I knew in my spirit, I knew in my spirit there's something, something not right about taking these, these gigs, but I let the money rule over the spirit. So I learned a very hard lesson at the price of some of my friends. Um, they've long ago forgiven me. said, oh, you did a lot better than what you think. Well, I know. I know what happened. So I'm just letting you know, I'm learning this too, friends. I, I, I just exhort you. After you've learned to practice and you're tuning in and you're learning how to hear the voice of Holy Spirit in fresh and deeper and wider ways, you're going to come to a point to where you're going to have to make a decision. And the decision may not be an easy one for you. The decision may be, man, it doesn't make any sense in my head, but it seems good here. If you go back to being head-led and money-led and pressure-led and opportunity-led, like we talked about so long ago, you're going to grieve the spirit of you saying, no, don't do that. I've got a better way. Just trust me, Jim. Trust me. So I exhort you. This is a little bit more serious message than the others. I exhort you. You're going to come to a point, maybe you're at a point right now, to where you've got to make a decision one way or the other. Think of it this way. Are you making a decision based on what you did in the past or what God wants you to do now and in the future? Is the decision you need to make that looks good on paper and maybe adds up, but the Spirit's saying, no, there's something there behind it. There's something else going on. Don't go there yet. In the future, we're going to teach you what it means discernment discernment of the spiritual elements behind your business. That's where we're headed. Trust me, we've got a lot more to go. But for now, I just want you to say, if there's a revelation, if there's an action that you believe you need to take and it just doesn't seem good, it's grieving your spirit, I implore you, don't do it. Don't do it. You may not understand it. You don't have to understand it. Just trust and believe. So, when it comes to quenching the Spirit, this is interesting to me. In fact, as I was preparing for this lesson, this is the, one of the last points I'll make in today's show. The subtitle of the book the Lord gave me, Our Unfair Advantage, Unleash the Power. Unleash the Power. The rest of this show from now on is good. Now we're going to be start, starting to step into the true power, the supernatural power. This is all prep. This is 101, Holy Spirit, if you will, in business. We're going to start stepping into the power, and this show takes our first step. Part of the power is not leashing up. When you quench Holy Spirit, imagine when you take your dog for a walk. You put a leash, a collar, and you hold the string. You don't only let them go so far. Don't leash up Holy Spirit. Put them on a pole, and you're going out here flying somewhere on a trip that you're not supposed to go on or sign a deal you're not supposed to go on. Quench the Spirit is one of the quickest ways quickest ways to be out of the favor of God. So we do not want to quench the Spirit. We want to let Holy Spirit flow through us. So, very quickly, a couple of activations. If, you, if this means something to you, if you sense this is good for you, two things I encourage you to do. Number one, just quickly make a list. Write down 
How often and in what situations am I most prone to ignore the move of God? Where am I most likely to quench His Spirit? Could it be for the finances? Could it be I just don't want to have to face that employee again, you know, in a counseling session? I don't want to call out that my biggest client because they're trying to cheat us. Where are the most situations? If I had, if I had asked this question of me, if I had asked this question of me back when I was running a multi-million dollar branch of a nationwide transportation leasing company, um, our biggest client, our biggest client always paid their invoices 92 days out. We had 90, you know, we had 90 day leniency period. Every time we got a check, it was for four months ago. I had to carry on my books over two months of what he owed me. If I knew then what I know now, I would have walked up and called him out. But corporate said, no, 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 no. He, he, he's your biggest client. You know, we need the money. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll suck it up for 60 days, 90 days. I wouldn't have done it that way anymore. So I'm encouraging you. Ask yourself, where do I most often smother or grieve Holy Spirit? And then simply, okay, ask, I'm asking you, Lord, how can I fix this? How can I improve it? Demonstrate a little bit more humility, a little bit less pride. Go to the Lord and say, I don't want to grieve. I don't want to quench your spirit. Show me where I am doing it because I don't want to do it anymore. You have more in store for me than I can even imagine. So I want to pray for you as we leave today. A little bit more somber, a little bit heavier message, but this is critical because now you're getting close. And the next couple of shows you're going to see, you're going to be moving now much closer to making that decision. And the enemy is going to start raising his head. Come back for the next show. Come back for the next show. We're going to talk about what we need to do to quiet, to quiet the enemy. So, Father, I say for this show, may there have been something that, that came out of my mouth, and I know that all of this is from you as best as I could articulate it. Lord, Holy Spirit, may I never again, and I, I hate to say never because, you know, I'm, I'm fallible. There may be times, but if I'm on the verge and if the men and women around the world listening to this right now, learning from this right now, as we start or as we even are tempted to quench you, may there rise up within us. No, don't go there. Totally be led. Trust me. You're, trust me, Holy Spirit says, to lead you into something even better. I, do, I, do, I just sense His presence on this. It's a quiet presence that I pray over you. It's, it's just a quiet presence. And He's saying, Jim, just, just tell the people, I will never lead them astray. I will never lead them down a path they're not supposed to go if they simply trust me. Jim, I've been telling you for years to trust me. Tell my people, to unleash everything I have for them in their business and their life. Just trust me, even when it doesn't make sense. So, Father, I just pray, may this be an encouraging word to those, a, a somber but yet encouraging word. May we not quench your spirit. May we be more aware of the times that we do and we have in the past, and may we minimize those from now on into the future. In Jesus' name, thank you, thank you. 
Um, share this with others. I'm going to encourage you to share this with others. If you have questions about this show or any show, email me at hello at drjimharris.com. We'll get back with you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for being here and for joining us. And we'll see you on the next show of the Unfair Advantage Show. Thanks so much. Now, I'm going to give you an exhortation right now. I'm going to ask you, if you haven't yet, come to drjimharris.com, my website, drjimharris.com, and sign up for my newsletters. I don't overfill your inbox, but that's where you can stay in touch with everything that we're doing in terms of releasing new messages. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. You can follow me on all those channels to keep up with everything that we're releasing to help you beyond the show. This is our mothership, if you will. This is the big one. But from here, there's so much more that you can follow and we can stay connected. You can reach out to me at hello at drjimharris.com at any time. Just email me hello at drjimharris.com. We want to make this interactive. Truly want to make this interactive. You email me at hello at drjimharris.com. A question, comment, something you'd like for me to teach on. I will respond to you. And who knows, maybe your question will lead to a show in the future. 